This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Starting a business is a really big deal. And, um, you know, the um, exciting thing about it is that you can really branch out into investigating your, your own entrepreneurial tendencies, but there are a lot of scary things about it. And the reality is that according to the Wall Street Journal, around 45% of all startup businesses fail within the first five years. So what we're going to talk about today is the things to think about uh, before you start the business to make sure that what you're starting is a great viable entity and um, just good sound business practices for people who are in uh, the market to do that. Today I have with me Amy McFarland. Welcome, Amy. Good morning, Mary. How are you? I am great, thank you. So, um, you know, part of the reason that I wanted to talk about this important topic is because I have a friend who started a new company a few years ago, and it was in the technology field. And she saw an opportunity to get into a newer niche, so something that wasn't necessarily tried and true yet, and it was in the social media niche. Oh, sure. Um, And I'm excited to say she's not only growing, but growing strong and thriving. And what I think is exciting about that is a lot of us can relate to it. We can relate to the fact that there might be a new opportunity out there and we want to seize it. Right, but it's hard to know where to start, and starting Mm -hmm. a business is a really big deal. So can you comment a little bit on what are the first, very first things you should be thinking about once you have that idea? Okay. So the very first thing that I think you should be thinking about is whether or not you actually are someone who wants to be a business owner. There is a really big difference between being good at something, like good at your craft, and being a business owner. Yes. Two different hats. It's two different mindsets. Kind of like, you know, if you think about it, from a sports side of things, just because you're really good at basketball doesn't necessarily mean you'd make a good basketball coach. That's right. So um, the first thing to think about is excelling at your craft is different than owning a business. And, And do you really want to be a business owner and deal with all the things that go along with it? Okay. Another thing that I think is very important to do when you are getting ready to start a business is to research your competition. What's the phrase... Uh, know your friends well, but know your enemies even better. (laughs) Yes, I think that probably is a good phrase. So competitors, we'll add that in. (laughs) Because if you think you have no competitors, think Mm -hmm. again. In Mm -hmm. almost every business setting, there are already competitors out there in the market, whether they're local, whether they're not local, but still have a reach into your market area. You know, I think that you can uncover new opportunities by researching the competition and also find out what kind of hidden threats. You know, so think think of this... uh, Think of it this way. The questions they ask are, who are your major competitors? How do they compete with you? How do you measure up? You know, is what you're offering in your business something unique and different enough that it really can catch on? Or will you just simply be another company doing mm-hmm. some of the same things? Sure. Is there a need? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I have a question, Mary. I have, um, I know a lot of people who own businesses. I think we all do. But it seems... I guess maybe it depends on the business, but everyone does things differently. And I'm wondering, is there one good, solid way to set up a business? 
No, there's not just one good solid way to do it because there's a number of ways to look at it from a legal structure and from a tax structure. And there are pros and cons to every one of them. Okay. You know, um, there's a the type of business called a sole proprietorship where really that's just you and your business. Mm -hmm. It's simple. You can start it tomorrow and you don't have to have a lot of legal work or um, tax work done to start a sole proprietorship. Um, and that has pros and cons to it. There's an LLC setup, which is another somewhat simple thing to um, create, and it has its own certain tax ramifications. And then you get into the corporate type of structure, like an S corp or a C corp, and both of those have different ways that the owner's income is taxed, okay. and there are tax benefits and there are tax negatives to it. So um, that is one of the things that you really want to investigate before you set up your business is what is the impact of the legal structure and how will that be taxed? Okay. Another thing that I think is very important to consider is how are you going to manage the day-to-day operations of the business? Okay, so some of the things that you're going to have to do inside of a business are you're going to need some type of accounting program and record-keeping structure. And maybe that's something as simple as QuickBooks, or maybe it's something that you need a uh, more advanced type of program, or maybe it's something that you want to outsource. But before you open a business, you want to have in place what your accounting and record keeping structure is going to be. Okay. So we actually have put together a great resource called Starting a Business Booklet, and it does a number of things. It has a startup checklist in it, kind of gives you all the things that you need to be thinking about before you start a business, has a lot of different information in it about the different business structures and steps to take to get to a good business structure, and we are happy to give that away to you. So if you'd like to call in to our offices at 605 217 3555. We would love to have you um, call in, get the Starting a Business booklet, and uh, use it as a great resource. If not for you, for someone else. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And while we're on the topic of business, I also just want to make mention of the fact that if you're close to winding down a business, we have a seminar coming up, the Retirement Readiness Seminar. It's going to be on March the 22nd. We'd love for you to join us. The Retirement Readiness Seminar is geared towards people who are within 10 years of retirement and getting your ducks in a row for retirement. Okay. One of the things that I think is also important is that you need to have a good business plan into place. Now, that's something that I think that is not new information to people. But, you know, a business plan essentially is the management and financial blueprint of your company. And it's meant to serve as your business guide and help as a tool to help you attract investors. So, Starting a business might require a little startup capital. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And people are not going to be willing to um, put money on the line unless they can really understand what your business is doing and how it can make money. Yes, that forecasting. <laughs> that forecasting is incredibly important. So there's a few pieces of a business plan that are that are really important. First of all, um, everything needs a cover sheet. You know, it makes it look pretty and just kind of gives it 
that uh, polish. professional polish look. And then you'll want to have an executive summary. And broadly, it's a summary of what your business plan is. It's usually no more than one page to just kind of hit the highlights. And behind it then in your business plan, that's where you want to go into what the legal structure of your entity is going to be. You know, are you a corporation, an LLC? What are you? You want to discuss what the industry is that your business is going to be in and then go into more detail about your products and your services. I also think it's important in a strong business plan to have some things in there about your business location, what your staffing intent is, how you intend to manage your employees, and then how your record-keeping systems are going to be kept. Mm -hmm. Banks that are going to be willing to lend money for business ventures need to see all of this. In addition, they need to have some understanding of what your financials are going to look like. Sure. So they want to understand where your profit points are with what you're selling, what your cash flow is likely to look like, what your projections are, what your break-even analysis is. You know, a lot of businesses expect to be underwater for a first period of time. It depends on the business how long. But the banks want to know when you're going to start to make money. Sure they do. (laughs) And I would presume as a new business owner, you'd like to know that too. So a break-even analysis is really determining what's the minimum that has to happen for this to be at least break-even for you not to lose money. And from there, figure out how you're going to make money. Okay. Um, Now, Amy, you're in the business development world. So I think this next part is right up your alley. Okay. But it's really important to have a good plan ahead of time before you start a business on how you're going to market it. Yes, it's very important. You want to raise awareness. You want to create excitement. And I think it's also a good venue to reinforce, is there a need? Is there a niche where I'm going? Is this something that people want? Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the best ways to kind of look at um, what advertising or marketing you want to do is to look at what your competitors are doing. That's right. See what you like about what they're doing and where you think you could do better. And then I really think that doing some very focused, targeted marketing is where a startup business can get legs. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple different kind of marketing. Yeah, there's, there's awareness building. Mm-hmm. which is just basically getting your name out there, letting people be aware of you, raising to the top of the mind if anybody's in a situation where they need that kind of help from your company. And then there's targeted marketing, which is really all about client conversion. That's right. So getting people to actually put themselves into your business in some form or fashion as a client, as an you know a prospective client. So two different types of marketing. Yes. And that marketing arm is, I think, especially important the bigger the marketing area you're you're developing your business in as well. Absolutely. So, um, again, feel free to call in to 605-217-3555. Request our starting a business booklet, and it will be chock full of information that will be valuable as you're getting ready to venture out on this new business journey. We decided that it would be the best corporate and legal structure to be an S corporation. So that is what my company is. An S corporation is what's called a pass-through tax entity, which means that from a tax purposes, once you figure out your taxes on the business side, then everything flows down from a tax perspective then to the owner. And that can be a really good 
type of situation for people who have a single owner of a business. Okay. Um, if you have multiple owners, it still could be a good idea, but it, it might be something worth looking at some of the different business structures for that. Um, I also um, didn't have any experience in actually handling the books for a business when I started my own company. So we bought QuickBooks right at the beginning and uh, learned how to use QuickBooks. And that was a definite learning experience. Oh, I um, bet. You know, and as I said earlier, there's a big difference between being really good at your craft and being a good business owner. I was a really good financial planner, and I had a lot to learn about being a business owner. Now, I think that over time, I've become a great business owner. And in fact, that's one of my favorite pieces of managing the company. And is... a great employer. How about that? <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> you know, and as our team has grown, we now have seven people at our headquarters in Sioux City. As our team has grown, we continually address things like employee benefits, mm-hmm. the staffing, you know, concerns and issues. What are the HR things that are out there? And, and you know, it might not be something that's on your radar right at the beginning of owning your company. But those are things that you have to become well-versed in as your company grows. One of the things I recall is when I, four years ago, when I started with you, you were planning a disaster recovery um, yes. program. And I remember <laughs> thinking, wow, good idea. Wish I'd done that. Yeah. So that's a great thing to bring up, Amy. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Um, what happens to your company if there is a disaster? You know, for anybody who's local in this mm-hmm. area, no. you still remember the flood of 2011. Right. <laughs> and that was a point in time where a lot of people were, were displaced from their homes. They were displaced from their offices. I was displaced from both of them. So I was out of oh. my home and out of my office. And, um, you know, from a disaster preparedness plan, I now know that if we would ever have anything like that happen again, that within probably six hours, we could be up and running somewhere else, um, be able to contact clients, be able to, to help people with whatever their needs are, because we have a plan in place. So disaster preparedness, hopefully it never happens. Hopefully you never have to trigger it. But by golly, having if a you plan, plan in place for is it, a good it thing. probably won't happen. <laughs> yep. So... All right. So here's one thing I also wanted to talk about. A lot of times we get questions when people are considering, um, you know, going into business for themselves of, is it better to buy an existing business or is it better just to start one of your own? Oh, so when I went down the route of starting Strict Financial Services, I started the company from scratch. Um, but since then, I've actually bought five other practices along the way as those practices, uh, the advisors have been going um, into retirement or have decided to leave the industry. So I've actually got experience in doing both sides of those. But one of the things about um, about uh, determining whether it's better to buy a business or start one from scratch um, has to do with your capital. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So if you, if you have some money or you can get a hold of money to borrow to buy a company, that becomes a more viable option. Such as a franchise? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, if you if you don't have as much access to capital, then starting something from the ground up might be a better way to consider going. When If you are going to think about buying a business, you have to do a business valuation. And business valuation experts are not easy to come by. Um, and business valuations tend to be fairly expensive. So there are certain rules of thumb in different industries that you can use to gauge the value of a business. But by and large, if you are going to go through the expense and put the money into buying a business, you really want to get a good business valuation expert 
um, on your team. Now, we don't do that at Stirk Financial, but we certainly can refer you to somebody oh, who is okay. a good business valuation expert. Okay. You know, and then you have to, you know, when you're doing the um, buying of that, you have to be thinking about the negotiation side of that. And some of us are born negotiators and some of us are not. Not so much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so if negotiation is not one of your strong points, having someone on your team, such as your financial planner or your attorney, to help you do the negotiations, I think can be very helpful in that situation. All right. So thank you again for joining us. You're listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. Today we're talking about important things to know when starting a business. I'd like to encourage you to call our offices. Uh, we've got operators standing by 24 hours a day to take your call. Um, if you'd like to request our free copy of your Starting a Business booklet, I think that that would be great. Give us a call. We'd be happy to send that to you. And also just want to remind you that we have a Retirement Readiness Seminar coming up on March 22nd. You can go to our website at www.sterkfinancialservices.com and register for that seminar if it's something that you think you'd find interesting. So, Mary, you've been talking about starting up businesses. I think we all assume you're discussing businesses maybe out in the community. Can you uh, touch a little bit on when might be a good time or if it's a good time to start a business in your home versus sure. in an office space. Yeah, so home-based businesses are becoming more and more common, especially because the rise in technology allows us to be able to work from home in a different capacity than maybe we were able to do before. So some of the advantages of working at home include no commute. <laughs> yes, right. You don't have to spend time driving back and forth to work. You can save money by having a business in your home because you're not paying rents and things like that. Um, there are definitely tax benefits to having a home-based business. Your tax benefits can include writing off a portion of the, the home Space. that you live in. Mm -hmm. um, but I do want to just give you a word of warning about that, and I would highly suggest you consult your tax preparer about this. Home-based business write-offs tend to be a red flag from an audit perspective. So I, I encourage people not to be too incredibly aggressive when it comes to home-based business write-offs and work with your CPA to see if what you're doing is making sense mm -hmm. um, so that you don't raise a big red flag there. I also think that there's a lot of family benefits that can be had from okay. having a business in your home. You know, uh, whether that makes it more flexible for you, whether it uh, is easier for you to manage child care or family issues or even maybe caring for a loved one who's ill. Um, it might be easier to do that if you have a home-based business. Now, the other thing, though, the flip side of that is that there's definitely some disadvantages right. to working at home. What would you imagine some of them might be? Distractions. Absolutely. <laughs> that is the number one issue with home-based business is distractions. Well, and I think especially being in the Midwest, for me, when I had a home-based business, it was um, wanting to go outside and garden mm -hmm. on a nice day. <laughs> the winter, exactly. it was a little easier to stay focused. <laughs> so, you know, when you're working at home, you can be easily distracted. And it's not just you. If people know that you're working at home, they might feel more comfortable calling you or stopping by for a cup of coffee. Yes. Because they're not necessarily thinking about that you're in your work environment when in fact you are. Or your children or your spouse. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and you know, the other thing is that we always have that never-ending list of chores that is 
in the back of our mind. Mm-hmm. And when you're at home, you think, oh, I could just go throw a load of laundry in or, oh, I mm-hmm. could just go do that chore. And then, uh, you know, half an hour later, mm-hmm. you're back to work and realizing that you missed, you know, a lot of time. Yes. So those distractions are definitely a um, issue for people who are working at home. The other thing, though, that can be a disadvantage of working at home um, is the solitude factor. Yes. So for some people, they really like that solitude piece of working at home. And for some people, the lack of socialization um, is actually a big negative for them. Yeah, it really can be an issue. Mm -hmm. It really can. Yep. My husband works from home and I think he looks forward to, um, you know, some conversation at the end of the day. (laughs) And I'm the opposite. I would like some solitude. There you go. (laughs) So anyway, so there definitely are advantages and disadvantages to businesses. So I guess basically to recap what we've talked about today, I do think it's incredibly important to investigate ahead of time all of these different things that we've talked about, from researching your competition to creating a business plan, raising capital for your business, how are you going to compensate yourself and your employees, what kind of accounting structure do you need to have, What are the advantages and disadvantages of buying an existing business and working at home? And I think that in order to most effectively um, put a good business into place, it really will behoove you to work with an advisory team. And a good advisory team for business owners is going to always include an attorney, a CPA, mm-hmm. and a financial planner. Right. That's your three-pack of good, strong advisors to have on your team. <laughs> so give us a call. Toll, our uh, number is 605-217-3555. Again, request your free copy of Starting a Business Booklet. Be happy to send that to you. And uh, join us for our Retirement Readiness Seminar on March the 22nd. Which I believe is a Tuesday, Mary, for people that have... Day, uh, you know, weekly things to okay. plan around. There you go. Um, and that business booklet includes a startup checklist. So if you're looking for a step-by-step uh, list of things to consider when you're ready to launch your own business and seize that opportunity, we can help you out with that. <laughs> Call us at 605-217-3555 for your copy of the Starting a Business Booklet. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Insurance offered through Sturk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial. Sturk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dunes, South Dakota, 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555.